Christmas Flixers. Welcome back to Chicks on Christmas Flicks, where we can never have too many Christmas movies. We can only have not enough Christmas movies. I'm K.L. Brady joining you guys today. It's been too long. Um, me and my co-host Kathleen have been majorly busy, guys. Super, super busy. Um, she's got a new job at a new company. I got a promotion at uh, at the company I'm at, um, which has added a lot of work to my plate and a lot of work to her plate. Um, but I gotta tell you, like one thing never seems to get old with me, and that is watching and talking about Christmas movies. Listen, I love it, uh, you know, and not doing it is like stressful. It's like more stressful for me not to come in here and sit down and talk to you guys about Christmas movies than it is to come in here and talk to you guys <laughs> about Christmas movies. So I said, why am I fighting it? Let's just come in and sit down and let's just get this done. Um, now I gotta tell you, um, we tried, uh, Kathleen and I tried to do kind of a wrap up show, but some of our technology went completely wonky. Um, where, and so once we get that technology figured out, we're gonna do our wrap up show, okay? So I promise you guys, it is coming and it is coming soon, um, but we've just got a few little things to work out with the technology, okay? Um, and then, oh my gosh, then Kathleen got a new puppy. And let me just tell you, it is the cutest, most adorable little thing. Um, my tiger is a, um, he's an English master. He's pretty big, um, but he's Brundle. And she has a little Brundle puppy now. <laughs> he's so cute. He's got the cutest little face and the cutest little ears. Anyway, so I know her family is like fully engaged in the whole you know, getting the puppy acclimated into the family and the training and all that good stuff. So, I, you know, I decided, hey, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I am going to make this show all about something that I couldn't talk about. Well, didn't have to talk about with Kathleen. And that is my DVR, right? We talked about it during the season, right? Like, what the magic was behind the DVR and how I prioritize what I'm keeping versus things I didn't keep. So guess what guys? Um, of course, you know, like my, um, my DVR mostly holds, um, romantic comedies. Uh, honestly, like 90% of the stuff is romantic comedies, but I do have a other, few other things on there, you know, that I do watch. I do watch stuff outside of rom-coms. So I, you know, uh, Oprah, you know, I'll let me some Oprah. So, um, Oprah's masterclass, I keep that recorded on there. I keep her specifically, but I keep multiple, um, artists on there, including the great C Cicely Tyson, who just passed away. May she rest in peace. But, um, I get, got her masterclass. Let me tell you, and it is truly a masterclass. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Not Christmassy, but still something to watch. Um, and then I have my Sunday sermons, which I keep on there because I watch them all through the week. And then, um, and then I have my Tonight Show episodes, of course. Um, and so I usually just keep the most recent one or two and I watch those. So, um, but most of my DVR is like Christmas movies, <laughs> TV Christmas movies, and, and they go way back. Um, 
they go way back. I'm not going to tell you how far because we're going to get into that like in one of the episodes coming up. But um, but they go way back. Okay. So what I'm going to do, um, I have 16, 16, count them. 16 <laughs> Christmas movies on my DVR. And I'm going to tell you uh, what they are. And I'm going to tell you why I have hung on to some of these for upwards of seven years. Okay. Just telling you, I got some old stuff on there. Um, and that I still watch to today. Um, and so I'm going to go through my list and I'm going to tell you from the most recent to the oldest, what's still on my list and what is the one movie I have held on to the longest without deleting it because I love it that much. I bet you can't guess. If you can guess, send it to us on uh, Twitter. Hit us at Chicks on Christmas Flicks on Twitter and tell me what you think the oldest movie I have on my um, on my DVR is knowing which movies if you listen to the episode if you haven't listened to the episodes please go back if you listen to like episode one two and three um, that I kind of go through all of my favorites so that should give you a hint but if it doesn't take a guess take a wild guess knowing all of the Christmas movies I love which one is my number one favorite and if somebody guesses correctly I'm gonna have to give you like some kind of prize for that and I'll just have to figure out what that is maybe it's a maybe it's a prize pack with all of my Christmas books in it um, and something else fun like you know I wish I could send you wine <laughs> mold wine or something like that I don't know but we'll figure it out um, I don't think I can do that but I'm just saying I wish I could uh, but I'll figure out something anyway so, but anyway, so that's what we're going to do. The, you know, between this episode and the next episode, um, in addition to trying to uh, link up with Kathleen so that we can get that wrap up uh, show done. But, um, but we're just going to talk about my, my DVR, something that I can, uh, you know, give you guys 411 on and you can tell me what you think. So um, that's what we're going to get in today. I'm, I'm so excited. It's, I, this is going to be fun. Seriously, guys, it's gonna be fun, and it's gonna be such a release for me. And I so need a release. All right. So, if you're just joining today, the show for today for the first time, or if you've been a longtime listener of this show, right, and maybe you've missed a few shows because you were busy and you had Christmas stuff going on or whatever, um, now is the time to go back and check out our previous episodes. We had big, big fun over the season. You gotta check out our Saint Nick shoutouts. You know, maybe your city was one of those cities that we shouted out. So, um, and then we talk about a little Christmas joy in your neighborhood. So, um, <laughs> so we had, we had big fun. We had big naps. <laughs> we slept through movies. We like couldn't sleep through movies. We like, I mean, we did it all last season. That was so much fun. Um, and it was a big, big season given that, um, the, the pandemic and everything that's going, um, going on on with that so um i'm really excited for you guys to go back and check out the episodes and let us know what you liked um it's exciting anyway so we're gonna keep it moving though um first things first 
<laughs> we know I'm gonna do Saint Nick shoutouts, but I'm not gonna do like the regular Saint Nick shoutouts. I'm gonna save that for when Kathleen's on. But what I am gonna do, here's something I really wanted to do, guys, um, is really talk about like where we ended up last season and like what areas where our top listeners were, like our top listener locations were. Um, so I'm gonna give. Um, the top five listener locations by country and territory, which is how they break it out in our system, and then by cities, okay? I was pretty surprised by some of these. It was very exciting. And I have to say, you know, I just want to thank everybody who has listened to us, who still listens to us. I still, even though we've been off the air for a few weeks since the holidays, um, I still see, you know, downloads and people are listening to the show and I just can't thank you guys enough. I mean, that that's, that's the biggest thrill. Honestly, it's the biggest thrill. So, um, let me just give a quick shout out to the, those cities, um, the countries and territories first. So the number five for our top listener locations was Canada not a shocker right um number four was more of a surprise to me though jamaica hey jamaica number three was the united kingdom number two was papua new guinea or what i call the png <laughs> and then of course number one was our home country which is the united states all right and then for the cities another shocker okay so for the cities um, the top listener locations were number five, Dallas, Texas. That was kind of a stunner to me. That was a dark horse that came out of nowhere because um, I hadn't seen like them a lot, but then it just like piled up at the end and I saw all these listens coming out of um, uh, out of Dallas. So um, thank you guys in Dallas. Um, and number the number four slot is Georgetown Demara Demerara Maheka. And I honestly have not gone back to look that up. I need to go look that up where that is. I'm not sure. Um, and then number three is Kingston, Jamaica. Hey Kingston. And then um, number two is Clinton, Maryland. Clinton, Maryland is around in my neighborhood. So it's glad, I'm glad to know my uh, neighbors. Well, it's not exactly my neighborhood, but you know, it's kind of in the DC area. So um, on the Maryland side. So um, I'm glad to know that my folks in Clinton are hanging with me. And then number one, this was a shocker. Port Moresby National Capital, the PNG. So that is our number one listener location. So uh, again, I just want to take, I, if you weren't on our top five list, I don't care if you listen one time. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you guys. I mean, you really made it fun for us last season. I know you especially made it fun for me because, um, Again, you know, I'll, I just like to sit down and talk about Christmas movies. And I have been a Christmas movie lover from like way back. And I honestly didn't think that anybody else would want to listen to just me. But I said, hey, I'm, we're going to do the show. And if, if I'm doing the show for one person, so be it. And then we ended up doing it for a lot more people. So I'm very excited and very thankful. Okay. All right. 
So now it's time for some ho-ho-ho holiday headlines. I just have a couple for today. Um, and then I'll save the other ones for next time, right? When I do the last half of my list for my DVR. But so what I want to do is give a... I want to give a big round of applause to all the networks this year um, that came through for us in this pandemic. But especially... Hallmark in lifetime. Woo woo. Let me tell you something. Not only did they bring it and they brought the Christmas movies, but they brought the diversity, more diversity than I have seen ever on either network and diversity in ways that I have never seen it on either network. And it is it was truly a beautiful thing. Now, let me tell you something. I don't care what the reason was. I do not care one bit. I'm just glad it happened. I am glad it happened. I am glad for gay people. I am glad for Asian people. I am glad for Latinas. I am glad for black people. I am glad for everybody who felt represented, who wasn't represented before. Um, who felt more represented and more included in this uh, in the in the Christmas movie tradition? Truly, <laughs> truly, truly grateful for that. So, big ups to Lifetime and Hallmark for that. Now, with that said, you know they're gonna catch fire <laughs> because of the years past. Still, still catching fire for it, right? So, um, I ran across this article in the Wrap where it basically said that that reporters were still handing it to Hallmark over the past, right? Here's why I gotta love. Okay, so you know Wanya Lucas took over um, the Hallmark channels, right? Black woman took over the Hallmark channels. And um, I think her senior VP or something, I'm not sure where her position is. I know she works like right under Wanya is Michelle Vickery. Okay, so um, so apparently they had this press conference recently. And um, in this press conference, the, the uh, reporters basically took them to task about the lack of diversity in past years. And let me tell you something. I got, let me, <laughs> I wanted to read you a couple, guys, a couple of these questions and then the responses, but I totally respect the responses. You know why? Because I don't know how you could pretty, <laughs> I don't know how you could do it any other way, <laughs> but it was kind of funny to me. So we all know about um, Hallmark when uh, Hallmark dropped the uh, Zola ad because it showed a gay couple. In, in the ad, right? And then they caught a lot of flack for that. At the time, Wanya was not in position. There was a white uh, man in position uh, who, I don't know, I can't remember if he's fired or if he uh, resigned, but, um, but he's gone now. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so here's the question from the journalist. The journalist said, another television reporter asked, what was going on internally when Hallmark was criticized in December 2019 for pulling a Zola ad with the kiss between a lesbian couple and then reinstated following backlash and has since committed to uh, including LGBTQ representation in its own project. And so 
uh, Wanya responded. I can honest, I can say honestly, I wasn't there, so I can't speak to that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you how much I respect what she said, right? She didn't deny that it didn't happen. She didn't like try to wash it under the rug. She didn't, you know, praise the handling. She didn't throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> what she said is, I wasn't there. So I don't know. <laughs> I can't speak on what happened before I got here. What I know is since I got here, I'm making changes and things look different now. That's what I can talk to. You want to talk to me? Talk to me about what's going on right now. Don't talk to me about what somebody else did. Because that dude's not up here. I'm up here. <laughs> anyway, so here's a response though. I, that was my translation, by the way. Here's, so here's response, her response, a little bit more of her response. Um, I can honest, I can say honestly that I wasn't there, so I can't speak to that. Um, I can't speak to that at all. All I can speak to is where we are today. And really, just coming in six months ago, she said, I ain't been here but six months. Okay, translation. Um, <laughs> and seeing the work that the team had already done and begun, it really did make me proud. She said, they were doing the right thing when I got here. All right. It made me proud for a lot of reasons. I think that um, there's representation um, where you're just dropping somebody in a movie and then there's really trying to, when we say, uh, when we say authentic, it is really trying to represent people as they truly live, as they truly are and not in a stereotypical way. I love that. Do you hear me? I love that. And see, one of the things, the worst things I think you do than just um, is uh, throw people of color in these roles and it's not really, it's just for color. Like, as, as much as I want to see representation, I, I hope it doesn't happen that way. And it sounds like um, Hallmark is making a, um, an effort not to do just that. Like, you want to see people represented in authentic ways, um, in roles where they where they seem authentic in those roles in different, you know, and then show them in different light, and and like in in light of things that you know we don't see every day, um, and so to me that's amazing. Like I love that view, and I love that they're uh, going to to try and move in that direction. Okay. So then, <laughs> there's a follow-up. So then, another journalist asks um, if Hallmark is still receiving protests. Not to my knowledge. This is, again, I've been here six months. I ain't been here six months. I don't know. <laughs> I believe those people have moved on. No, they have not. They're on Twitter. <laughs> That's me, my commentary. Um, and people, based on our rating success this holiday season, people are watching us and they are leaning uh, into what we're doing on both networks. And that's where we are. So I can only look at where we are today and really be excited about where we're going. And then um, a third reporter asked at Hallmark, currently has films in the work that feature same-sex couples and an interracial cu couple uh, front and center as the feature storyline. 
and she goes on to say delivered by christmas was uh interracial couple and um it's one of her favorites it's one of my favorites too i love that movie and um and she says of a non-christmas movie we have a movie coming up mix up in the mediterranean that does feature a gay couple as the lead i saw that and i'm going to be watching that next week uh, so please tune in next week, next Saturday at 9 p.m. for that movie. It's not Christmas, but guess what? Um, I'll be watching it anyway. And <laughs> um, and we mostly have ensemble movies, but definitely lead characters. And then Michelle Vickery comes in. <laughs> now, this is really funny. And then I'm going to move on. Um, so then what happens is uh, another reporter comes in so michelle vickery her number two uh this reporter comes in and says um this is all well and good but you had the same job <laughs> during the very non-diverse period of hallmark were you aware of that time at that time of how non-diverse it was i feel like a sister that's <laughs> that question I'm sorry, that is funny. Uh, when you look back now, are there some things where you think you should have done a better job at the time? And also, one thing to address in general, there was a period where a black actor would be inserted in the cast, but would always just be the friend or the main of the main character, would never be the prime character. So just kind of address that a little bit. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, talk about going for the jugular. Okay. And so then Michelle responds, Michelle Vickery, and I think she's a white woman, um, who's uh, the number two to, to, to Wanya, but <laughs> I respect her hustle too. She was like, you know, I can't really speak about the past. I could tell you that I am so proud of what we're doing under Wanya's um, leadership, what our development team and what our production teams have been able to accomplish this year, Vickery said. And I think looking forward to 2021, and as we look into the future for all of our services, you're going to continue to see that work being done. And I think in terms of our casting for our entire productions, whether they were leads, whether they were secondary leads, we will continue to make sure that people are represented authentically and in a proper way. Um, so, you know, again, I, I like the direction that um, Hallmark is going in. I think it's going to get better. <laughs> and what the leadership is saying is, I don't know nothing about that. That was going on before me because that was under different leadership. Uh, uh, if you remember the song by Mickey Howard, I'm in love under new management. <laughs> They're like, we are under new management. And what's happening now is happening now. We're going forward. So cheers to Hallmark for that and for continuing, hopefully, the, tra the uh, tradition of diversity that we are now seeing um, in the movies. And, um, you know, I hope it only grows from here, uh, but in an authentic way. I I'm, what I'm glad about is that they're not just throwing people of color in movies and being like, go, go forth. You know, sh show them in authentic roles, you know. Um, but that said, there's a lot of, uh, you know, diverse writers out there who are developing these uh, authentic roles so you know I hope they pick them 
I hope they pick these these stories. Now, the part two of my uh, ho 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 holiday headlines is that uh, I want to give you guys a quick update on the twelve days of Christmas. My book to movie potential thing going on and I will say there is no news and to me no news is good news because I'd rather have a slow yes than a fast no so that's all I can say is the fast no has not come so somebody's still thinking about it okay and I'm good with that um so uh if you need to know more about that whole situation uh, please go back to episode 20 and listen to that and I give all the details I'm not going to rehash all that but all the listeners who have been listening you guys know where we are and again not much has changed in the minute that I hear some news uh, you guys will be the first to know and this channel will be the first to know this is exciting so you got to stay tuned and listen so that you'll be the first to know oh right that's all I have in the ho 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 holiday headlines for today but I thought that was well worth delving into the diversity issue all right so now it's time for the eight uh first eight movies on my DVR I'm excited let's get straight into it okay the number one movie on my DVR right now the first Christmas movie that you come to if you scroll down uh, so it's not necessarily the number one like top but the first movie is um once upon a christmas miracle this a movie uh, originally appeared on hallmark movies and mysteries and now it's started showing on hallmark which is kind of awesome um it starred amy teagarden and amy recently played in um in this new year's eve movie um and Brett Dalton, he played, I like him best, and Just My Type with Bethany Lynn's, which is awesome. You know, uh, Bethany is my best friend in my head, um, you know, Christmas friend. All right. <laughs> so anyway, um, I got to tell you, like Once Upon a Christmas Miracle is one of those movies that um, it's, you know, kind of one of my, um, it's one of my comfort watches. Um, I resisted watching it at first because I thought it was going to be really sad and you'll find out why in a second, but then I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this movie is so hopeful and wonderful. So anyway, um, it's about a girl who needs a living donor. Um, she needs a liver, a living donor for a liver or she's going to die. Right. Um, so the guy, Brett, plays this Marine who's like really believes in serving humanity, not just this country, but like serving humanity, right? And uh, so when he sees a flyer about her predicament that she needs this living donor, um, so he ends up doing what Marines do, right? Which is being a hero. So he goes in, he gets tested, he finds out he's the perfect match, and then he goes through with it. And he saves this woman's life, this this complete stranger's life. She wasn't actually a complete stranger, but you know, there's a few little twists in the story. Um, but it's actually based on a real story from what I understand, which is, you know, makes it even that much better. Um, but anyway, so, uh, so he, he, like I said, he does what a Marine does. He becomes a hero, but there's a twist. There's a twist in it. Um, but then, of course, you know, what do you think happens, right? <laughs> of course, what happens is what you think happens. So this is uh, this is one of my comfort movies, right? I could watch it a million times, and I won't feel like I've watched it once. I mean, 
watching them, it feels like they're off script. You know what I mean? It feels like we're just kind of getting to peek in, into um, this world where this woman and this man are like drawn together by these extraordinary cir circumstances and they end up falling for one another, right? Um, and it, it's what's really neat about it is just like watching them fall, right? It's like you fall hard and you like lose your breath and then, you know, it's like the air catches in your chest because you're falling and then you freak out and you hold your breath. And then once you realize, wait a minute, the air's good here. I can breathe. I can breathe. This is all good. Then you kind of like inhale deeply and exhale deeply and then all is good. I mean, that's kind of what this movie reminds me of. So I love it. And like I said, I avoided watching it for a long time and then I finally broke down and watched and I was like, this is sad, this is hopeful, it's awesome. So this is, um, um, what happened is I recorded it a few years when it first came out and then I deleted it. And then I remembered I liked it so much, I recorded it again. So that's why it's so high on my uh, DVR. So I recorded it right at the end of this Christmas season. So that is Once Upon a Christmas Miracle. And, the, and it's a Hallmark movie. Okay, so the second Christmas movie on my list is A Christmas Exchange. A Lifetime movie with Laura Vandervoort and Rainbow Franks. Now, Laura is actually starring in the Hallmark movie playing Cupid for Valentine's Day. I will be watching that. I think it comes on uh, actually tonight. So I'm, I'm taping this on a uh, Saturday afternoon. So um, so, I'm, so I'll be watching this uh, tonight. Okay. Um, the Christmas, A Christmas Exchange, cute movie beyond words so adorable it is actually based on a novel of the same name i do own the novel i cannot remember the author's name right now off the hand and i don't want to like reach for it but um this book uh this book and the movie they're so like funny and frothy <laughs> like I'm, i love both of them because they're like really funny and frothy so, um, so the a Christmas exchange is um, very, very much like the holiday. Or if you've watched Hallmark, you'll know like trading Christmas or finding Christmas. And now you have like two single people, a man and woman, house swapping, right? So that house swapping story is not new. But in this story, there is a very, very big twist, um, and one that you will not see in any of those other movies not the holiday not trading christmas not finding christmas and that is what makes this movie so good is that twist um i won't give it away here but the twist is what makes it so sweet and so perfect and so rewatchable for me and i have watched it multiple times uh since the season it's definitely a happy place movie for me um and actually, I may watch it later this weekend <laughs> because I'm working on a couple of Christmas books and I, they, they help keep me in the mood. So that's another reason why I like keeping Christmas movies on my DVR. Okay. Um, and, you know, I got a big Christmas project coming up, which I may talk to you guys about in the next episode. But that's, that's a big, big Christmas project you guys might end up liking if you like reading Christmas uh, stories. All right. The number three story on my book um the number three movie on my DVR 
is People Present Once Upon a Main Street with Vanessa Leahy and Ryan McPartland. So cute, so funny, and we know I love funny, right? I mean, this wasn't just cutesy funny, right? It was like laugh out loud funny. Um, I didn't lose myself in it the way I did in the Once Upon a Christmas Miracle movie where everything felt like super authentic and everything. But these guys are so, um, they're great comedic actors, right? Um, and had near perfect chemistry. And they played well off of one another. Lots of great banter, which is um, both great writing and great acting. I mean, you have to have great actors to pull off the banter. So this is definitely one, it's a comfort watch for me. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, so People Present, Once Upon a Main Street, that's a Lifetime movie. You know, you could probably find it on demand now. But um, but this is one I think that I'm gonna be watching repeatedly, repeatedly through this year. Ask me in December how many times I've watched it by then. And that will be a determining factor of how long this actually stays on my DVR. But right now it is solidly there. Okay, and then the number four movie down on my list in my DVR is Five Star Christmas with Bethany Joy Lenz and Victor Webster. Okay, so we all know Bethany is my best friend in my head. And um, seriously, in my humble opinion, Victor Webster is like the finest man on Hallmark, at least for me. And there are some fine men on Hallmark and Lifetime. Let's keep it real. Uh, but that one really jingles my Christmas bells. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, he used to be fine. When he was younger, he was like fine. And he is still fine. And he's going to be fine like 20 years from now. That man is fine. Okay. I'm sorry. I digress. But anyway, we love him. Uh, so Victor Webster. And um, we all know how much I love Bethany Lenz. Again, she's like my best Christmas friend in my head. So um, put these two together for me. It's Christmas movie magic. All right. So the gist of the movie is her dad turns her childhood home into a B&B that's failing. And then it's up to her and her family and her siblings uh, to kind of impress this reviewer um, who's coming in to like review the B&B and if they get a great review, then it's probably going to turn around the business. Um, only, you know, the reviewer that comes is not the who she thinks it is. And, um, so yeah, the story kind of goes from there. Um, love it, love it, love it. It is, I mean, this is funny. This is like seriously funny. I mean, laugh out loud. Like I laugh out loud funny multiple times watching the same scenes. That's when you know something's really funny. Like you can get a laugh the first time, but if you laugh the second time, that's pretty funny. That's, it's like real funny, right? This big ensemble cast of characters, they had the perfect chemistry together. They worked seamlessly together, right? Um, and, I remember recording this because I was watching something on another channel. Can't remember. I can't even remember what it was. All I can say is once I saw this, I wish that I had been watching Five Star Christmas. So um, this is one that will be surviving for a really long time. <laughs> I can promise you that. All right. That's how much I loved it. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back to finish up the first eight movies on my DVR list. Stay with us. Now available on paperback and an ebook, the hilarious romantic comedy The Twelve Daves of Christmas by USA Today best-selling author K.L. Brady. Both recovering from heartbreak, Gabby and Dave fall for each other after Dave sends a misdirected text message to the wrong woman. But it's a comedy of errors when they try to meet face to face. Murphy's Law strikes and they may never see or speak to each other again. However, Gabby thinks Dave may be the one, so she accepts the mission to unite them before Christmas Day. Now she's got 8 days and 12 days to find the man of her dreams. But Dave is hiding something. Three big things. Even if Gabby finds him, will his secrets keep them apart? Rediscover all the joy and wonder of the Christmas season when you pick up this heartwarming story today. To find out more about the 12 Daves of Christmas, visit klbradyauthor.com or pick up your copy at Amazon, Apple, Kobo, or Barnes & Noble today. Welcome back to Chicks on Christmas Flicks. In the first half, I gave you the first four of my list of the eight movies on my DVR list. So here is the next four, okay? And this is in order of how they are saved on my list, not necessarily in terms of how much I love them because really, if they're on my DVR, I love them all, seriously. Okay, so in the number five slot is On the Twelfth Date of Christmas with Mallory Jansen and Tyler Hines. Okay, so listen, for me, right, Tyler has become the king of hate love characters for me, right? I mean, almost every time he plays in a movie, I start out really not liking him at all. Like, not at all. And then by the end of the movie, I'm like falling in love with him. Like the character, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that was true for several other movies that he's been in, including one of my favorites, which is Flip That Romance, that he did with Julie Gonzalo, who is another one of my favorite actresses, you guys know. So, um, and that's also on my DVR, by the way, but I digress. Um, so anyway, Tyler, Tyler Hines, he gets you into that because he starts out as a stinker and then he turns into a good guy, right? And then Mallory Jansen is completely new to Hallmark. And I want to say like she's Australian or something. Like I remember seeing her in an interview and she like had this accent from somewhere. I don't know if it was Austria or Australia or something. I don't know. I can't remember the accent even, but I know that I can tell she's she's speaking with an American accent as opposed to being American, right? Um, but I loved her all the same. Her voice is very, like, soothing for some reason. I don't know. Um, but I loved this. I loved her in this role, and I loved the energy that she brought to this role. 
and I connected with this role uh, for probably m- more reasons than most people <laughs> would connect with it. But I think that's why I, ha- I have loved this movie so much. So anyway, um, so uh, Mallory's character um, and um, Tyler, they work at this game design company. You know those games that, um, those companies where they like have those camaraderie games, right? where everybody gets together and they like team build and they play these games to like get closer and learn more about each other. Anyway, so apparently like she's like the super rock star at this company, right? And um, she plays, um, and so she plays this character that kind of gets bullied and um, she kind of, she, it seems like she tries to offset the bullying by baking, right? <laughs> so she makes everybody's cookies to like offset them because like, if they don't love her, they're going to love her cookies, right? Um, anywhere. So, so, <laughs> um, she's paired with this loner McBossy pants, right? To build this game for a customer that has to be done like in a major emergency. And the game ends up being called the 12 Dates of Christmas is a scavenger hunt. And of course their uh, collaboration begins with friction before he sees the rock star that she really is and lets her be the rock star that she really is. And she then she goes and does what rock stars do. But of course he's a guy. And so things happen. Um, it was a good movie, honestly. And I think I have, honestly, and this is true. And I don't know, you may find this sad, but <laughs> it is true. I've probably watched this movie no fewer than 20 times, uh, since it first appeared at, on the holiday season. This is 100% my most watched movie on my DVR this year. Without question, no contest. If you were to look up the stats on the movie, when I get ready to watch a movie, like when I get ready to lay down and go to sleep, or when I when I need like a mood lift, this is the movie I go to. Um, it's it's a sleeper hit for me because honestly, like you know, usually the first movie this like appeared like in the first two weeks on Hallmark, and normally like the first movies are the weaker ones, right? And the, they say the strongest movies for the end. Well, to me, like Hallmark was going out for for blood this year because they made this one, to, which to me is one of the best movies of the year, um, one of the first two movies out the box. And honestly, I have loved it ever since. It has not budged. I have not even considered deleting it from my DVR. And again, I have watched it no fewer than 20 times. I've probably watched it more, but I think 20 is about all I'm gonna claim since the beginning of the Christmas season. And um, I, I, like I said, I think what I can relate to maybe is being good at your job, but not really owning it like you don't own it like you should other people own how good they are i I think that's inherent in women right we we kind of downplay uh you know how we're really rock stars and um and then being in a position where you can't speak up all the time working with um mansplainers who think they know better than you um (laughs) they don't always know better than you and they don't want to acknowledge that they don't know better than you Um, That's all that kind of stuff that you'll see in this movie. But then on the flip side, you know, it's Christmassy and it's fun. 
And so if you were, but, but I think, I feel like if you like removed all the Christmas decor and the Christmas themes, like this movie would resonate on just a basic human level. And that's, what's really good about this story. Like it's, it's like a really good story wrapped up in Christmas. So that's what I like about it. And that is why I have probably watched this probably more so than any other movie this season. Um, so if you slept on it, don't sleep on it. Um, on the 12th date of Christmas, on the 12th date of Christmas. So good. All right. All right. So that is my number five movie. My number six movie out of eight. So we've got three more. Um, is the, uh, number six movie is the Christmas list with Alicia Witt and Gabriel Hogan. Okay. I have liked them. I love this movie. Um, it, you know, it, it, to me, it's really about when people try to have perfect Christmas and then, and then they realize I not only can't I have a perfect Christmas, but why do I even want a perfect Christmas? Like, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what this ends up being is like, why, why do I even want one? So, um, this is, this movie is actually based on the book, the, uh, Christmas bucket list where basically um, this woman feels kind of like she's been uh, she's been uh, handed the short end of the stick because her family hasn't celebrated Christmas. So like she comes up with a list of all these things that she missed when she was a kid and she decides that she's gonna do it. So this Christmas she picks to do all this stuff except she's with this boyfriend who was like anti-Christmas and doesn't wanna do anything. <laughs> And then she goes to this, the most Christmassy town on earth in this place where she finds a guy who loves Christmas, but who doesn't believe that Christmas should be, you know, your Christmas event should be on a list that you should just let the season happen. Let it go, go with the flu, you know? So, <laughs> so, you know, you kind of have those kind, those, the opposites on both sides. She's like in the middle of two opposites, right? And it's like, which way is she going to end up going? Well, we kind of know, right? But anyway, I love that movie for that reason. Now you probably watch the movie and say, well, Carly, you made that sound way more complex than it seemed like when I watched it, but that's what I got out of it. So I'm just sharing it with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. The next movie on my list is, oh, and I think this is actually the last one. Um, the next movie on my list is Christmas Around the Corner with um, Alexandra Breckenridge. Now, I gotta tell you, I love this movie, okay? Love, 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 love. Um, uh, this is one of my favorites before on the 12th date of Christmas came out. This was one of my go-to movies. I would watch this movie all the time when I needed to like decompress and everything. So, um, this was one of my major comfort. So it still is a major comfort watch for me. Um, it's a lifetime movie Christmas around the corner. It's from lifetime. It's one of my favorite comfort watches. Um, but it's still a number two to on the 12th date of Christmas right now. Okay. So, um, so in this one, the character, she's a venture capitalist, right? Things are really wrong at work where she's a total workaholic. 
Um, and her sister says, you need to take some time off and go get some rest. Girlfriend, really, get some rest. <laughs> and she's like, but, um, she's like, um, you know, And, and well, she ends up deciding to go to this place where her mother went um, and where her mother went to kind of find herself. And she thinks that if she goes to where her mother found herself, that she'll find herself, right? Um, and her mother made this place sound like Christmas Wonderland and it was wonderful and everything's gonna be magical and it's beautifully decorated and there's bookstores there and she loves bookstores and she loves books and she's gonna go there and work, you know, for her Christmas vacation and um, it's gonna be all magical. But then when she gets there, um, it's like, it's like that town, you know that, you know, you will not know what it's like. It's like that town, like after the Grinch steals all the gifts <laughs> and it's like dark and desolate <laughs> and everybody's sad. That's, that's kind of like what this town is when she gets there. <laughs> no Christmas at all. Um, the bookstore's a pit, the place where she's going to go work. The bookstore's a, a complete pit. And so she's like slowly has to bring herself and this bookstore and everything back to life. But there's a line that she says at the beginning of this movie. And um, she says it and I'm paraphrasing something like, something like I've had a, a, a terrible day, a horrible year, and I miss mom. And honestly, boom, that's what did it for me. Like, um, I mean, I have been so blessed in so many ways, truly. But I felt every single word of that line at the time that I was watching it. I've had a terrible day, a horrible year, and I miss mom. I mean, that's my life. <laughs> that's been my life, um, you know, at least when I first saw this movie, which I think it came out in 2018. It was just a rough time, and I was miss my mom so much, as I always do at Christmas. But I think that year it was, like, really, really rough. And, um, and so I can relate to it on that level. I can relate to being like a workaholic, but then going on vacation and working, but then you're working at something you really love. So it doesn't feel like work. Um, and that's what she finds out. She finds out that she loves this bookstore and she's done an incredible amount of work there. And she like turns the whole thing around and she makes it beautiful, but she, she never makes it look or she never acts like it's work because it's what she loves, right? So, you know, then I think, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's some things to consider there, not just for her, but for me too. You know, if you're at a professional crossroad, honestly, that's a great movie to watch. Take the Christmas out of it and just look at how she handles the crossroad. To me, that's why this movie resonates and why it will forever be one of my favorite comfort watches. And that is why I love this movie. Okay. So that's going to do it for today. I know this was kind of a long show. It wasn't actually supposed to be, but I think I went on. I waxed on <laughs> about that, the Hallmark diversity thing, but I really thought that was funny when I read that. I mean, not funny, like funny, funny, but funny, peculiar, like, you know, interesting, funny. Um, anyway, 
So please stay tuned as we get the technical glitch squared away and our schedules in sync. Kathleen will be back. Kathleen and I will be back to do the season wrap-up show from last uh, last year, and we're going to include her insights on growing up on a Christmas tree farm in Vermont, which is so appropriate for this. Like, I did not know she grew up on a Christmas tree farm in Vermont, so I am anxiously awaiting that conversation. Um, and I'll be back sooner than you think to give you the last eight movies on my DVR. I think I only gave you seven today because um, my list misnumbered. If that's the case, then you'll get nine next time. But that's, <laughs> but I'll go back and check that. But anyway, so, um, but to give you the last part of my DVR list, I'll give you that. Um, and, and I'm also gonna tell you, um, I deleted two movies because I was trying to make space because you know my um, DVR underperforms if I like have too much stuff on there. I deleted two movies and then I ended up not needing to delete them. So I'm gonna tell you which two I deleted that I truly regret now. Now I've just gotta wait and see if they come back on and when they come back on and I'll get them uh, recorded again. But I'll tell you about those in the next episode as well. So thank you to my music show editor, Will B. He created all the custom music for this show. He's on IG at mancavemusic25. Until next time, remember, at Chicks on Christmas Flicks, we can never have too many Christmas movies. We can only have not enough Christmas movies. Please don't forget to subscribe. Leave a review if you love the show, which I know you do. We know you love it. Um, and tell your Christmas movie-loving friends about the show, too. You can find us on um, on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Audible, and many, many, many more. Follow us on Twitter at Chicks on Christmas Flicks with X's. And follow us on IG at Chicks on Christmas Flicks spelled the way it sounds. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us.